welcome to C3 Tugger. You're about to hear an inspiring message from Pastor Phil Alford. give it up for our podcast listeners and all over the world. And uh, this sermon is called uh, Amazing Grace. Amazing Grace. Grace is our subject. And apparently it takes four times to hear something to, to get it into your, to change your mindset, to change your paradigm of thought. And so we're just hammering this great subject that's sweeping the world right now. Joseph Prince, of course, has built his whole ministry on the message of grace, and grace is so important to realize and understand. So, Lord, help us continually understand grace. Musicians, you did so well this morning. Thank you so much. Great energy, great presence of God. We're moving along really, really nicely this morning. Grace is the subject. Grab your Bibles and uh, grab your pens. Feel free to mark your Bibles, to underline them, highlight them, Whatever you need to do to make uh, that Bible personable to you, please do that. And uh, please track with me. I'm going to go line by line this morning. And I've got two of them, and they go like this. Down through the centuries, God has been restoring His truths to the church. And it seems that the final truth is the person of Jesus Christ and all that He has accomplished on the cross. I said all that He has accomplished on the cross. Next statement, the revelation of the finished work. Say finished work. Get used to that statement. Of Jesus. Say of Jesus. We'll get stronger and stronger in the end times. And man will begin to enjoy the full benefits. Say full benefits of the new covenant of grace. Say covenant of grace. Romans 5.17, not Romans 5.7. Sorry, last week I quoted that wrong. Just the one digit out. Romans 5.17 goes like this. For if by the trespass of one man, who's the one man? Adam. Death reigned through that one man. Death reigned. You've seen all this death reigning throughout society. Death reigning through sickness. We're losing people left, right and center. Uh, you know, we need to be understanding of the finished work of Christ. And because we need that to avert disaster of sickness and, you know... Death that is untimely, we need to because death is reigning. That one man, how much more? Say how much more. How much more will those who receive God's abundant provision of grace? I'd like to say that again. God's abundant provision of grace and the gift of righteousness. Two things, the gift of righteousness. How much more will those who receive God's abundant provision of grace and the gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ. How much more can we reign in life, right? You know, how much more can we reign in life, do you think? Do you think we could up the ante and get more, more blessed? Do you think we could? Are you just happy with your life? Look, Jesus, I'm happy with, you know, this happening and, you know, and, you know, oh, man, God wants us to be, you know, with a spring in our step, he wants us to be made whole. John 1.17 has good news for the law was given and God gave it at a distance maybe, but it was given through Moses. Grace and truth came personally to you, came personally through Jesus Christ. Did you get that? So the secret of ruling and reigning 
was therefore receiving all that Jesus Christ accomplished of the cross, on the cross. And guess what? Praise God. Easter is coming. Who can say amen to that? Amen. The point is the Bible states very clearly that we are to reign in life through two things here. The, the, the one thing is this, the abundant grace. Just coming to you like that. And the second thing is the truth. And the truth is Jesus. Those two things you need to receive, not achieve. The world systems of success are built on the twin pillars of self-effort and diligence. But we're talking about not do, do, do. It's done, done, done. Who can say amen to that? It's all finished. Jesus said it is finished. We don't get blessed by our own efforts. You cannot earn God's blessings by your performance. God's blessings are based entirely on his grace. His blessings over your life have to be undeserved, unearned, unearned, and unmerited. Who can say amen to that? His blessings are based entirely on receiving Jesus through his finished work and the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness. I've got to be so succinct with this because I want you to hear this back on podcast. It is finished. Everything you and I require in life to rule and reign was accomplished on Calvary on our behalf. Who can say amen to that? So we need a greater capacity to understand what God has done for us. Who can believe that? Look, I need, Lord, I'll be honest, I need a greater, greater revelation, a greater capacity, I mean, of a greater revelation of all that you accomplished on the cross of Calvary. Praise God. So I'm hoping that, uh, that we get a greater capacity. How can that happen? I think it can happen by fasting and praying. If you want to shift some of these blinders, if you want to shift some of these ceilings, I, I, man, I'm worshipping, but look, man, I'm just not, I'm reading, I'm watching Joseph Prince, and uh, I'm coming to church, I'm giving my tithe, but look, it's not, you, you need to fast and pray. That's the only thing I can say to you. Praise God. Ah, thank you, Jesus. Let's have a look at the next scripture. Ephesians 2, 4 says this, but because of his great love, a major statement, because of his great love, say great love. For us, God, who is rich in mercy, I want to explain that great love a little bit at the end. Five, made us alive. You should feel alive in Christ. You shouldn't feel dead and downbeat and depressed. You should feel alive. Man, I am feeling alive today. I don't know what's happening, but I feel good today. I feel alive with Christ. So you've got to be alive with Christ, not alive to a, 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 a home, alive to a boat, alive to money. No, it's alive to Christ. Even when we were dead in our transgressions, it is by grace you have been saved. Six, and God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. And so we're not talking about being lazy or passive about our salvation. Oh, it's all done. It's just sit, relax, and take it easy. No, Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15, 10, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. Get used to who you are and just own it and live it and be, just be outgoing with it. and Just do what you, who you are. I am what I am, Paul says. And his grace to me was not without effect. This grace is not without effect. 
underline that. No, I worked harder than all of them. How did you work harder, man? We're trying to hold our job down here. We're trying to raise families. How did you do this? Well, Paul's trying to give us a key here. No, I worked harder than all of them. He was tent making, you know that, the apostle Paul. Yet not I, but then he was being flogged and whipped and shipwrecked and but he says i'm working harder than all of them yet not i but the grace of god that was with me in the new covenant you've got to understand this that all the blessings have been done they're they're like that vault i was talking about last week westfield's had a kingdom of god bank down at westfield's and it had a giant big vault and it was swung open a foot thick door but it was swung open thank you jesus and you went down there and in that vault was grace Grace, you've got to understand that that is ready for you to receive. It's ready for you to take into your life. So in the new covenant, we have this revelation that it's all being done for us. But then we've got to have knowledge and experience. I said knowledge and guess what? In Hosea 4, 6, I haven't got the scripture up here for you, but it says we are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Can I say to you, we're downbeat, we're depressed, we're sick. We're poverty-stricken because of lack of knowledge. Hosea says we are destroyed through lack of knowledge. One of the key things to access this grace is the knowledge and the experience of His blessings. It's the power of God that comes to you that allows you to labor in God and serve God and live this awesome Christian life. Of course, we know the greatest miracle is salvation by the grace of God in faith, not by works. But how much more, Garth, Should these miracles, these lesser miracles of the boy healed here on this altar at your youth night, SG, and also Ben Gleason, who was healed this week, the doctors have given him a confirmation that he is healed of cancer. They found dead, dead cancer cells. What is that? I mean, well, that's God's love. That's God's love. And we place the Central Coast, because he's well-connected maybe through the Central Coast, maybe there was enough petitioning in God and prayer and fasting, and we saw God act a miracle upon Ben Gleason. Praise God for that. Jesus has accomplished everything on the cross, including all the healing we need. Our part is to trust his perfect work, receive it with open arms, and the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness and begin to reign in life, guys. So what is it? We've got to receive the abundance of grace and this righteousness. We receive that and start to rock for Jesus. So I pray this. Let's do this right now. Let it be our prayer. Holy Spirit, Lord, right now I am asking that, Lord, we would be enabled to receive more of your abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness. We pray that, Holy Spirit, teach us not to depend on ourselves, but to depend on the finished work of Jesus Christ. Let's begin, C3 Tugger, to start receiving this grace that God has given us, not by earning it, but by effortlessness, and let us see us become successful in all all that we do, but just by receiving the grace of God and the saints say, amen. Victorious living is what we need to see. Righteousness is the next thing. I guess righteousness looks like this. Say this, I am the righteousness of God through Jesus Christ. Let's say that. I am the righteousness of God through Jesus Christ. Let's say it again. I am the righteousness of God through Jesus Christ. Let's say it again. I am the righteousness of God through Jesus Christ. You are clothed in righteousness. 
You have righteousness in you. God the Father looks from heaven upon your life and just sees righteousness. He's not beating you up. He's not saying, you didn't do that 21 days of prayer and fasting. Look at you. How can you be smug? He just loves you completely. It's a foregone conclusion. You can't do anything bad enough and you can't be whatever enough to lose that favor in God. So just just be alive in God. Put a smile on your diet. Just relax and enjoy your salvation. The bank vault's still open down there. It hasn't been shut. Oh, I went down there, Pastor Phil. You said there was a bank vault of abundant grace and his righteousness. I went down there. It was closed. I don't know if it was because I didn't fast and pray for 21 days, but uh, I'm really disappointed. I was really... No, it's down there. It's open. It's in God. The, in the kingdom is an, is an open vault for you to live your best life. The moment you receive that, we're going to see a different you. A different you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Praise the Lord. Yes, there it is. Let's have a look at this. You know that for a fact that the devil comes to lie, cheat and destroy. We know that he works hard to prevent us from receiving this abundant grace and this righteousness. He works very hard to prevent us from doing that. But when you believe the grace of the gospel, the grace of Jesus Christ and all that was fulfilled on the cross of Calvary, guess what? Then you start to receive by experience but knowledge this power, this anointing, as Garth said, to be able to give, to be able to pray, to be able to read your Bible, to be able to come to church. And I said that last week. Some people have no power in their life to volunteer for Vision Sunday. They have no power in their life to give to God. They have no power to, to, to do life in general. God wants to give you power. He wants to give you grace. Who believes that? Who feels like they can only do life by the grace of God? Or who's just doing very well, thank you very much, God. Look, I can do without your grace. Look, uh, you know. So we talked about law is undeserved favor. Law is deserved favor. And when you obey the commands, the commandments perfectly, you will be blessed. But we talked about grace. Grace is undeserved favor. Jesus obeyed perfectly. And of course, in that, we shall be blessed in his perfect sacrifice. Remember this, grace is Jesus and it came to you. John 1.17, for the law was given through Moses. I know I'm hammering this, but it's for a reason. Grace and truth came to you through Jesus Christ. Remember this, Romans 6.14, for sin shall not be your master. You don't have to be under the sway of the evil one, tempted and on drugs or whatever. You can rid yourself of those besetting sins and those habits, those nasty habits and those addictions. You can because the Bible says in Romans 6.14, for sin shall not be your master because you are not under the the law but under grace no dominion over you no dominion over you when you receive grace remember it's jesus righteousness this is important romans 10 3 says since they did not know the righteousness that comes from god some people are sitting here right now man i didn't know jesus gave me this righteousness i didn't think i had righteousness i didn't think i stand in this purified light of god's love i did, just, just didn't really understand this so they try and perfect their they try and earn their own way of being i guess accepted by god don't do that romans 10 3 since they did not know the righteousness that comes from god and sought to establish their own they did not submit to god's righteousness remember when you have this revelation Sin loses its appeal. Sin loses its appeal. When you receive the righteousness of God and the abundance of grace, sin, uh, that's what happened for me. 
more I kept on going to church and kept my vessel being filled with grace and the truth, man, all this stuff is just coming off me. I'm not even trying to get rid of it, man. It's just, that's gone. No, I don't need that. No, forget that. No, no, I'm not. I haven't got an appetite for that anymore. No, no. And I'm, I'm just walking now through these first early months of my Christian life with this great, great experience of being sanctified by God because somehow I was able to access by faith grace to live this extraordinary life. I love it. So when you do have that encounter with Jesus, of course, you will know it and you will be changed. You'll be a better father, better mother, better. You'll be a better believer altogether in Jesus' name. Let's have a look at this scripture, 1 Corinthians 15, 34. And guess what? When you are preoccupied with Jesus, not yourself, when you're preoccupied with Jesus, not yourself, it does make a difference. So it says here, 1 Corinthians 15, 34, Wow, awake to righteousness and sin not. The more you realize righteousness, I think, the more victory you will have. The more you experience righteousness, the more victory you will have. So let's pray that we can wake up tomorrow morning into a new day of realizing the smile of heaven is on us. The grace of God is towards us and he loves us immensely through the finished work of Jesus. This is, they're saying, the greatest revelation that is sweeping the planet. I'll say it again. Joseph Prince, which is an awesome ministry in Singapore, his ministry is based on this subject and it's going out. He's at Hillsong again this year, uh, Joseph Prince. And what's he going to talk about? Grace. Grace. It's all about grace. This is something that is sweeping the earth and C3 Tugger, we need it. You need it. I need it. It's a free gift. Receive it. It's a miracle, I know. And guess what? When you believe God is good for you, good things happen to you. I say again, when you believe, when you believe God is good, good things happen to you. And it pleases God. It so much pleases God to bless you in all these ways. He so much wants to. Now listen, here it is. So I've laid a foundation. This next subject is called experiencing God's grace. Help me, Lord. Help me. Hebrews 11.6 says this, And without faith, you need faith, guys, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Just understand this, that, you know, let's have a, get a right concept of God. Basically, it can be, because I've been reading a great book on theology, uh, systematic theology. I'm crunching some stuff here, but I'm being very deliberate with my words also. In the, in, God's, in, in the Word of God, in the Bible, the B-I-B-L-E, it says this about God, that He creates, He loves, He judges, and He saves. Who believes that? I'll say it again. He creates, He loves, He judges, and He saves. This is a great... It's, it's extremely important to have a right concept of God, of who God is. This is probably my journey right now. I want to know the intrinsic value of the God I serve. Who's a bit like me? I actually want to know who I'm befriending and what his intentions are. I actually want to know what he wants to do for me. I, I, I want to know more of him. Are you a bit like that? When you met your wife, when you met your friend, did you want to know more about them? Did you, did you want to do that? It's a natural consequence of, of loving God. Now, in the Apostle John's teachings, we have these simple truths of theology. He says, God is spirit. John 4.24, God's essence. God is spirit. That's why you've got to let your spirit go. Let your spirit engage God in worship. What a great worship 
this morning it was. But my spirit was engaged. My spirit was high, flying in God. My spirit was ascended and lifted. Second, God is light. 1 John 1, 5. God's holiness. God is light. God is light. And that light is a beautiful thing. Three, God is love. 1 John 4, 8 and 16. God's love is profound. Now, theologians tell us that God's holiness and love are the two main attributes of God. Who can say amen to that? And if we had more time, we'd be able to tease that out. But can I just say to you through this full-blown encounter that Moses had, we can see a lot of what those statements mean. And let's have a look at them, and I need to read them. Exodus 33, 12, verse 19, and we're going to read here. Moses, is, did they say, Moses said to the Lord, you have been telling me, lead these people, but you have not. <laughs> Phil said to the Lord, you have been telling me, lead these people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. You have said, I know you by name. Very important to know the name of Jesus. And you have found favor with me. If you are pleased with me, teach me your ways so I may know you and continue to find favor with you. So much favor God wants to give us. It's yours in Jesus. You don't have to earn it. It's yours. Remember that this nation is your people. Exodus 33, 14, crunching now, the Lord replied, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. Julie's going to preach one sermon on the rest, what that rest means, the rhythm of grace. Tonight, Tonight. praise God. The Lord replied, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. What's the grace? You're doing all this great stuff for Garth doing 18 hours days in the Lord for all that he does for C3 Oxford Falls and C3 Tugra. But how does he do it? He's in the rhythm of grace. He's in the, he's got his sail up. The Holy Ghost is breathing. But what's affecting his life and influencing his life, it's empowering. And he's able to give his time, his talent, his treasure in a most awesome, an awesome proportion. Do you know what I'm saying? How does Garth do it? People must be amazed. How do we all do it? Then Moses said to him, if your presence does not go with us, do not send us up from here. How will anyone know that you are pleased with me and with your people unless you go with us? What else will distinguish me and your people from all the other people on the face of the earth? What distinguishes the C3 church? It's a spirit-filled church. It's spirit-filled, connect-driven, in fact. Can you say amen to that? 33, 17, and the Lord said to Moses, I will do the very thing you have asked because I am pleased with you and I know you by name. There's a major statement from Pastor Phil and Julie in the birthing of the church. 33, 18, then Moses said, now show me your glory. And the Lord said, I will cause all my goodness to pass in front of you and I will proclaim my name, the Lord in your presence. I believe he did that this morning. I believe he come by our way personally and blessed us. I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. Remember this, the Apostle Paul, he says in this, um, I guess, uh, he, he said this about God's love. Let, let, let's just crunch through that. 1 John 4, 7, because I know my time is gone. So I could have talked about the properties of God's holiness, his wrath, his righteousness, his power, his constancy, his eternity, his glory, his wisdom, the properties of God's love, are his mercy, grace, patience, kindness, and faithfulness all coming to you. 
This is probably the most simplest and yet profound statement of the nature of God. And again, I've got to quote it. 1 John 4, 7 says, Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. This is the theologian John now. He says, this is what I'm getting. This is what I'm getting from the love of God. And this is what I I can say about it. He says, Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love God does not know God because God is love. Verse 9, this is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world. Thank you, Easter, that we might live through him. Who's living through Jesus? Come on. This is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, this is amazing, profound. Since God loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. But if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. 1 John 4.13 carries on. We know that we live in him and he in us because he has given us of his spirit, of his grace. And we have been and we have seen and testified that the father has sent his son to be the savior of the world. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the son of God, God lives in him and he in God. And so we know and rely on the love of God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in him. They say that this passage of scripture is the most simplistic yet most profound statement in the Bible concerning the nature of God and the essence of Christian faith and life and the assurance of salvation. Basically, we talked about that encounter with Moses and we see five powerful attributes about God's love. Mercy, grace, patience, kindness, faithfulness, but also goodness and knowledge. And this completes the biblical teaching about the love of God. This man quoted this about grace. He said, grace is the favor shown by God to sinners. It is the divine goodwill offered to those who neither inherently deserve or can ever hope to earn it. It is the divine disposition to work in our hearts, our wills, and our actions. See, when I first got saved, it was the divine disposition of God's love towards my heart, my will, my actions to change me. I received it. I changed. So as actively to communicate God's self-giving love for humanity. I'll quote that last statement again. It is the divine disposition to work in our hearts, wills, and actions so as to actively communicate God's self-giving love for humanity. Jesus congratulates us on our felt need for this. He says in Matthew 5, 3, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. I love this statement too. Grace is God's way of empowering the bound will healing the suffering spirit it is one word definition of salvation galatians 5 4 you are trying to be justified by law have been alienated from christ you have fallen from grace his presence paul knew what it meant to earn his way to god and he knew what it meant to experience salvation in that most profound way and he talked about it being a power he experienced a power he was blinded on the road And he said, my God, Jesus. And Jesus said, why are you persecuting me, Paul? 
Saul and he had a huge wake up call a huge encounter with the power of God and Paul talks about experiencing God's love continue let's all stand God bless you God you want us to experience your great love Tozer says it like this over against all this cloudy vagueness stands the clear scriptural doctrine that God can be known in personal experience a loving personality dominates the Bible walking among the trees of the garden and breathing fragrance over every scene always a living person in present speaking pleading loving working manifesting himself whenever wherever his people have the receptivity necessary to receive the manifestation a spiritual kingdom lies all about us enclosing us embracing us all together within reach of our inner selves waiting for us to recognize it god himself is here waiting for our response to his presence this eternal world will come alive to us the moment we begin to reckon upon its reality thank you father god thank you for your power that we can experience it thank you for your power that we experience it right now let's lift the worship and let's thank god father we thank you right now that we open the the door of our heart to receive the abundance of grace and your righteousness i just want people right now just to assume this posture of putting on the robes of righteousness put those on and receive god's love and now i want you to receive into your heart the abundance of grace into your heart receive that right now come on let's lift this music up and let's do this all together lord jesus Thanks for listening. For more information on our church or what you've just heard, go to www.c3tugra.org.au or call the church office on 4351-2963. We hope to see you soon. Not a-